what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Less than a month away from my first official flat track event of 2018, and I'm already out here racking up some road miles. After getting my monster truck fixed last weekend in Bossier City, Louisiana, I'm sitting here in Tunica, Mississippi in a hotel room recording this week's podcast. I'll be headed to Nashville tomorrow for a Harley-Davidson event. I've heard rumors that the factory team may be announced there, so I'm going to go check it out. I did see Monday that Indian Motorcycle put out a post there on Instagram talking about how they swept the first three spots in the point standings in 2017, and they're welcoming in new riders to the family. Each of these privateer Indian riders will have an impact on the 2018 season for sure. We already caught up with Jeffrey Carver Jr. about a month ago. This week, we catch up with the California kid, Chad Coase. Chad, are you there? Yep, I'm here, man. Hey, man, what's been going on? I hadn't talked to you in about a month, so what you been doing? Oh, uh, just uh, made the trip out to California uh, since being in Oklahoma City and uh, just enjoying the weather, um, you know, trying to obviously get everything in line for, for uh, Daytona and doing as much riding as I can. So, you know, just uh, trying to relax and but at the same time, try to make sure everything's in place for the year. Well, we talked about it just briefly right there. You said you uh, stopped through Oklahoma City, leaving Pennsylvania, left uh, left your girlfriend, Jen, out there in Pennsylvania in the cold. You stopped here. Uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to go with you to a uh, customer appreciation party uh, for the Indian Motorcycle of Oklahoma City. And it was at that point that uh, the deal was finalized. You shook the hands with the owner, and you became their rider for 2018. So congratulations on that. Uh, in December, you put the you know social media post out there that you'll be riding for him. So I just want to say congratulations on that. And uh, how exciting is it to uh, pick up a big sponsor like that? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, and it also, yeah, it was nice having me out there. Um, but no, it was great. I think uh, this is definitely the step it, I needed in my career, you know, to uh, to kind of accomplish some of the stuff I set out to and. Uh, kind of took a little bit to get the deal done but um scott conway you know saw the value in it and uh you know they're out, out in oklahoma city they're like you know big time racing enthusiasts so um you know once uh once we started kind of talking about everything and you know some of the details of everything he was uh he was pretty excited which that was kind of the coolest part to see um you know how how enthusiastic he was about the sport and the direction, you know, Indian motorcycles itself has been going and how he thought it could benefit his business. And, you know, it just, everything worked out and I couldn't be happier. And, um, yeah, so the deal, the deal for me is going to be great. And, you know, hopefully it mutually benefits everybody involved and, and we can put in great results and, and have fun doing so, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of the plan. When uh, when we went to their dealership, like I said, it was a customer appreciation party. Uh, he you know he kind of uh, paraded us around and said, "Hey, this guy's gonna be riding our motorcycle in 2018, and this guy's gonna be talking about it when he wins." So it, it was a cool party. Uh, I, I was glad that uh, you invited me to go down there with them, and we got to check out the dealership. and And another thing I thought was really cool is that Scott, the owner, is gonna send at least you know, all the people that work in his shop to at least one Grand National this year in 2018. So that's how much behind uh, behind you and behind the sport that they are. So I thought that was really neat. 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, as soon as we walked through the doors, just, uh, you know, getting approached by by the, you know, the customers and, and the and the friends of Scott and, and, you know, obviously the staff itself, um, just from the, the top all the way down, it was, it was a, it was an amazing atmosphere. Like I, I literally couldn't have handpicked a, a better, a better person to be partners with. And, um, I just think the fact that Scott's behind it so much is great. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was encouraging, you know, that, you know, he's kind of got some, some racing goals of his own you know he he doesn't just want to simply put the bike out there he you know he'd like to see it do well and um and it's nice to you know have that vote of confidence in me that uh you know that I could be the guy to get it done so I think uh I think everything's gonna be on my shoulders obviously we've seen what the Indians can do and uh you know I'm, I'm excited to to kind of get on one and showcase what I can do and you know, I sort of feel like we'll be on par with everybody else. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think equipment will be an issue. That's for sure. That sounds good. We uh, we get you actually got to ride an Indian motorcycle for the first time at Savannah, the the last time that racetrack was ever going to be a half mile down there in Pooler, Georgia. And uh, Tom Englehart spent his hard earned money and bought an Indian, so he's still going to be part of your effort. So this is just going to be another bike to have in the stable and it'll be Indian motorcycle of Oklahoma city. Is that, is that the title sponsor? And then Tom Englehart is a sponsor as well. How does that work out? Yeah. So me and Tom have, you know, obviously developed a relationship over the last few years and, uh, you know, he, uh, he just kind of on his own dime went out and bought an Indian FTR 750 and, you know, from just being in communication and having that relationship with him, you know, he, uh, he kind of reached out and asked if I would have any interest in riding it. And, um, you know, of course it was, it was like a no brainer. I obviously wanted to get on the bike. So more or less we, we went down there to test and kind of feel everything out and see what we had. And afterwards, you know, it was, we were really pleasantly surprised and we worked great together. Like, if I could, you know, really pinpoint one thing on, you know, what is the most crucial factor behind my program, it's definitely Tom. It's the faith I have in him, you know, like I trust him completely. And, and I just, he's a very, very like intelligent person. So um, having him was like, you know, the number one thing. So after that, you know, after we tested, um, you know, then, you know, I kind of had to put in some footwork and, and, kind of bring some more sponsors on board so yeah as of right now it's you know scott is the title sponsor he's the he's the main backer um indian motorcycles of oklahoma city and then you know obviously tom has invested into this too and and he'll be uh you know he'll be serving as the crew chief and so yeah we'll we'll uh kind of join efforts and, and attack it that way and then you know for the last couple of years you've had a lot of help from richie reynolds racing uh, is Richie still on board to help out too, or is it uh, just down to the Indian shop? Yeah, you know, that's, that's the great thing. And, um, with kind of the direction my career has went, haven't necessarily gotten the immediate results that I wanted. And, and that's no, you know, it's no, uh, secret. I, I really think, uh, I've kind of underperformed as far as what I'm capable of, but I will say that, um, you know, the one thing that, I've benefited from is learning how to, uh, you know, kind of go after my own deals and, and get my own backers and everything. So 
yeah, um, Richie will still be involved. Um, you know, my, my main supporters like Rod Lake and, and Terry Otten and, uh, Michael Marsh, um, G and G racing. Those guys are going to be like, you know, the, the heart and soul behind my program, just as they are every other year. So I think with, you know, the combination of everything, this by far will be, you know, the best shot that I've got. That's good stuff, Chad. Let's talk about the the early life. How did how'd you get involved in racing motorcycles? I I mean, I heard of you coming up from the West Coast, and I heard there's this young hot shoe, and then uh, you kind of went super motoing for a little while, but you'd still stop and do a few dirt tracks and stuff like that. So, tell us how Chad Coast got started in flat track. Um, just I guess how everyone else does. Kind of, my dad put a bike in front of me, and actually, I wasn't really all that for it i would say like as far as some other kids but like i was like really scared of motorcycles for some reason like the first couple times i rode i like didn't want to get back on it and and then you know i was playing baseball and so it was kind of like my dad i wouldn't say forced me but he was like you know encouraging like hey let's go trail riding and you know then one time he took me to lodi cycle bowl and Pretty much after that, I, I kind of caught the bug of racing, and and uh, uh, that's that's sort of how it got started. Um, just going trail riding with my dad and with my buddies, and then uh, <laughs> one race at Lodi, and I was pretty much hooked from there. So you you did some supermoto. Did you did you enjoy that uh, form of motorcycle competition? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it actually. Um, it was just something new and at the time it was it was kind of its first startup you know in the united states heavily you know with like factory involvement and everything like that so it was still fairly new there was no like supermoto specialist per se um it was just an accumulation of like moto you know the top motocross guys road race guys flat track guys you know everyone and so there was no one that really you know, had everything completely down or, or that was just specifically supermoto only. So it really showcased like just, you know, a rider's pure skill in my opinion. And, and at the time, like, I mean, I loved it. It was, it was awesome. And, um, I actually got to do the Honda Red Rider challenge with Danny Walker, you know, the, the supermoto, um, 150 challenge that he puts on for the kids. And I ended up winning that. Um, and then I turned pro the next year and raced two fifties and, uh, and that was my last season doing that. I only did it for one season, but, um, supermoto kind of took a slide from there. And then I pretty much just focused all on flat track. That's cool. That's a good story. I don't know that a lot of people knew that you raced a lot of supermoto stuff. I knew you went pretty fast in it. Uh, you made a stop through here in Oklahoma for a Buku Mike Kidd race, and I think you raced here like maybe Friday night, Saturday night, and then drove all the night, all through the night to get to St. Louis, or maybe you just raced Friday night and went up to a, a supermoto race. So I remember that back then, and that was still when you're on your way, uh, you know, just getting into the sport. So it's uh, pretty cool where the sport takes you and how you get there. So, uh, and speaking along th those lines, uh, last year at Springfield, uh, the night before the, the mile, you hopped in the uh, announcer booth. Actually, we're up there on the, uh, the walkway of the Springfield short track area. And you actually announced with me, uh, what did you learn from that? Did you learn anything? Um, well, I learned that it's hard to, uh, you know, sit next to somebody as good as you, obviously. <laughs> <a commentator. laughs> what a, whatever. 
No, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm great by any means. It's, it's something that um, I, I like writing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big into writing and, and stuff. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a great public speaker, but I'm not the worst, but so I, I enjoyed it. I like to kind of analyze stuff and, and talk about it. And, um, you know, obviously something I'm passionate about, like racing, it comes pretty easy. So it, uh, you know, I had fun. It, it, it was enjoyable and, you know, sitting next to you and talking is just like, you know, talking to one of the boys. So it was, it was fun, man. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I hope everyone else did too. Yeah, we definitely got a lot of good feedback from that. So I think it's something that I'd like to do again in the future. Uh, let's jump into 2017 and, uh, you finished 14th in the 2017 point standings. Uh, you scored points in 12 main events. Is there one race in particular that stands out to you or, you know, what, what did you take away from 2017? It's tough for me, you know, because obviously, like I said, it's no secret. I feel like I've, I can accomplish much more. So, you know, instead of kind of harping on what could have been or what should have been, you know, not just last year, but for, for multiple years now, um, I, I sort of just kind of use everything I've learned and build off of it and kind of put it towards what I have now, you know, because that's, that's all that matters is what's in front of me. And this is the best opportunity of my lifetime. So, you know, what I've taken from it is just, you know, I, I kind of was, you know, happy that I put this whole deal together, you know, essentially myself. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, kind of a feather in my cap. I, I was pretty happy, you know, that I did that. So um, just kind of my experience, you know, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not one of the older guys, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely not one of the young bucks too, you know, like the, the real young guys coming up either. So I've got some experience, which I think will help. And, you know, mainly, uh, yeah, I, I got a, a mechanic that I fully trust and, and bikes that are going to be just as good as anybody's and, and a lot of good supporters. So, like I said, it's, uh, it's on my shoulders to get it done. And, and that's, you know, essentially that's what I want. And that's, that's what any rider wants, you know, just at the end of the day, we go out there and race against each other. And, um, knowing that it's on you to get the job done is, is pretty much all you can ask for. So I just take, uh, take everything I've learned over the years, including last year and just apply it to, uh, to what I have now. I want to talk a little bit about Daytona last year, you know, racing inside Daytona international speedway for the first time ever, uh, it was pretty cool as an announcer, but uh, how cool was it as a racer? Oh, man. Well, it's tough because, like, we're so accustomed to riding. Obviously, like, we just talked about my supermoto background. You know, I love riding TTs. I think um, it requires a different skill set. It's not necessarily as much on the, the motorcycle to perform as it is on just pure skill. And um, so I was... I definitely, so I like the layout, um, you know, I, I just like TTs in general, but I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of, of the twins, um, but obviously we're going to have to uh, adapt to that, and I will have to get better at riding a twin on a TT. It was good. I, I guess I, I don't like, I didn't like it quite as much as like the old Daytona short track and stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same vibe, I guess, um, but it's still really cool. Obviously you can pack way more fans in there and it's a, uh, it's just a new atmosphere in itself. So obviously if I can, you know, 
put in a good finish there, I'll probably like it a lot more. <laughs> I can understand that. So uh, Oklahoma City is going to uh, be a little bit more important to you this year since your sponsor is located out of right here. Do you like the uh, track out there at Remington Park, or is it just something that you're going to have to get used to? I mean, some riders like the deep, rough stuff and, and like to manhandle the motorcycle. Um, what are your thoughts going to Oklahoma City for 2018? Yeah, that's that's something uh, me and Scott, the owner of Oklahoma City Indian, talked about. Um, it's actually, man, it's it's. I don't know if I should say it's my favorite track, but it's for sure one of my top three on, on the list that we have you know, as far as AFT races. So um, that's going to be awesome. I, I feel like it, it, for me, it's sort of going to feel like, you know, uh, an NFL football game or, or like an NBA basketball game. I, I really feel like I'm going to have some, some hometown support there. And it's, it's almost going to be like a second home for me. And, and being that I really, really like the track, I, I have some pretty high expectations for going out there and, you know, it wouldn't be, it would be a, uh, really cool to obviously get a good finish for scott on uh on his bike there and um so yeah i i, I would say that hopefully we get some hometown cooking there and we can uh and we can put in a good result that sounds like a pretty good idea uh, a couple more races i want to talk about in 2017 i know uh you might not want to talk about these two but i gotta know what happened uh you qualified really well both at the buffalo chip and at black hills uh, but you didn't make the main event. Do you remember those two races and, and what went wrong? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I really qualified well at uh, Buffalo Chip, but I did qualify well at Rapid City. Um, it was man, like I said, that the, again those TTs on twins, it's just a whole different animal, um, and that's something I'm gonna have to get used to. And we're gonna do some testing prior to Daytona on the twin on TTs, which. I haven't done before, so um, that'll help us for sure. So, I Buffalo Chip. It was one of those deals. Uh, I couldn't get out of my own way, you know. And, uh, I think I was battling for like maybe one of the last transfer spots in the main with uh, with Ryan Wells and Corey Texter, and uh, kind of made a last ditch effort to to get the transfer spot on Corey. And I. Uh, I I kind of went into one of the turns pretty hot and didn't realize I was going to like T-bone him. So I sort of like cut the track to avoid him, but unfortunately I ended up T-boning him still and, and went down and, and now I'm, you know, kind of, kind of made Sammy Halbert the hero of that day. Cause he like, uh, <laughs> threw a chain and like jumped off of his bike and started running across the finish line. So it got all the fans all pumped up and excited. I think I've seen that replay like a million times. So, it was cool for him. That's so cool for me. Right. But uh, how cool is it to race in the Buffalo Chip? You know, it's a it's a campground. It's a concert venue. And, and now it's a racetrack, too. So was the experience, you know, I, obviously besides your finish, cool, though? Oh, yeah. So so that's the thing. Like, I uh, I don't really, you know, put, put my performance in, you know, the discussion of, like, if I like a place or not. Like, Buffalo Chip is probably, it was one of the coolest places to go to, if not the coolest, you know, this whole year. So that was awesome. Um, you know, if, if there was a place like I could choose to win a national, it would possibly be at the Buffalo Chip because like everyone there is just so excited. Like, I mean, they're like, you can hear them when you're racing, you know, like the crowd's just like super into it. Like 
the atmosphere, you know, being on the stage and just like, I don't know, it was, it was pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, I, I love that place. Um, obviously, yeah, the performance wasn't there, but I can't really, you know, put that into liking it or not. So I, uh, I think it was awesome. You didn't touch on what happened at Rapid City. You said you did qualify well. I, I just, I can't remember either. I know, I know you had a good qualifying effort. I don't know if you had a mechanical issue or what happened, or is it something you don't even want to talk about? No, no, uh, no. We didn't have any mechanicals. We just, I don't know, kind of went backwards. I think we qualified eighth or ninth. Um, I think fifth in the heat race, and I missed it by one in the main event. I think Eslick might have passed me on the last lap to get the last transfer. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. One of those days, I guess. Well, the good thing is that's all behind us now. And so now what's the focus for 2018? Are you, are you uh, trail riding? You you working out? I, I, I heard somebody on the driving range this morning said they saw you out there practicing out there. So you trying out for the PGA <laughs> Tour or what, what have you been doing? Yeah, I I, uh, I have been doing some golf, but I mean... Yeah. That might be a little bit more of a sensitive subject than those two races we were talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been definitely in the gym. And as far as riding and training goes, I've put in more this off season, I think, than than any off season in my career. So, like I like I said, I want to maximize my uh, my uh, potential of what I've got in front of me, and you know, I, I think I need to be able to do my job when I get on the motorcycle because of everyone behind me and there's going to be a couple of races here coming up just like some indoors I'll, I'll do some of those but nothing major until Daytona will you go up to the mama tried race up there in uh, Milwaukee February 23rd or is that just you know kind of out of your out of your range or too far to go yeah uh, I'm not going to make that one uh, I'll probably be heading maybe towards Oklahoma City at that time um but I will be doing the One Moto Show, and right. uh, it's a it's a pretty big event. I'll be doing that. I think that's like February 9th and 10th. Okay, sounds good. What are your goals for 2018, Chad? Uh, my personal goals, honestly, is is to just kind of maximize what I've got. You know, like I said, this is the best opportunity I've had. So if I focus on myself, uh, I realistically think, you know. I should be in the top five, and uh, and that's my goal. You know, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, overstress it. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not afraid to say what uh, what I think I'm capable of. So that's the goal, you know. And, and as long as we do everything right, and and I'm doing doing everything I need to be, I, I have 100% you know confidence in Tom that he'll have the bikes capable of that, and and the bikes themselves will be capable of that. So that's sort of sort of my goal. You know, it's just to kind of consistently be right there in the top five and, and you know see where we go from there chad chad you've won a lot of races uh just not a grand national just yet uh do you have anything in mind or do you know what you're going to do to celebrate when you win your first grand national man i don't know I've, obviously you, you think about it um and it's i don't know i, I mean you everybody saw how brian got pretty emotional last year and He's one of my really good buddies. Um, and we've talked about it, and it's just like I—I I know for sure I'll be a wreck. Like it's—it's it's not even no question. Like I'm gonna just lose it. So, uh, 
No, I don't have any any like celebrations uh, planned, but I'm sure uh, it's gonna be probably one for uh, for everyone to to laugh at or or to remember because I uh, I've told people you know probably gonna end up doing like five checkered flag laps, so just figure <laughs> Just take turns giving people rides, or or what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Those things are tough to come by, you know. Right. So after you get that first yeah. one, they the rest of them get easier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't know, but uh, I. I mean, confidence-wise, yeah. I mean, I've won races before, and once you, once you kind of get that feeling of, of yeah, I can do it, and then you know you get that confidence, and and the ball starts rolling. Uh, yeah. I, man, I've I've thought about it for a long time and put in a lot of work to to make it happen. So. You know, it's obviously that's that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal is to to win a race and and win a championship. But there's a lot of tough guys too. You know, like the sport right now is it's really good. I think that's another thing with like 2018 is I think that the fans are going to be like very very happy with the racing. I personally I think like we'll see some of the best racing we've seen in flat track in probably like the last decade or so because. This season, like, if you just take the top 10 guys, for example, like, I think everybody is going to be on the best equipment they've ever been on. Um, definitely the best equipment they've been on in, in the last several years. And, uh, you know, you got, obviously, the three factory Indian guys who are going to be on top of their game. And then you got, you know, guys like Jake and Kenny and Briar and Carver and Sammy and Brandon and Van Hikoy. Everybody's just going to be uh, – they're going to be really good. And, and I think the fans are going to be very happy with the racing this year. So um, I'm excited to get out there and, you know, maybe be a little bit one of, of the under the radar guys, but hopefully when the season rolls around, uh, you know, my name will be up there with everybody. And I would have to agree with that. So uh, looking back on the last race there at Savannah, I mean, it wasn't a national, but there's still some heavy hitters there. Um, you crashed on the first lap of the main event on that brand new Indian went to the fourth row and still end up second. The only one you didn't beat that day was Kenny Coolbeth, and he was on an XR750, and, and he started on the front row. So you were tracking him down, though. So if that is any indication of how well uh, you know you fit to the new Indian, I think uh, I think everybody better look out. Yeah, I think you can get kind of caught up in the offseason thinking you know where, where you should be or what you're capable of, but – yeah, no, no, for sure. That that's a good indication because as long as I'm doing everything right and we kind of have an idea of, of what the bike can do now and what Tom can do with the bike. So, like I said, I I think we're going to be definitely a force. So, I mean, everybody knows Kenny Coolbeth on an XR750 at Savannah. It, it doesn't get much faster than that. And from the from the time we threw a leg over the Indian, we were you know, every bit as fast as him, you know, if not, maybe even a little faster at times. And, and, uh, regardless of, of, you know, if it was a national or, or not, we, we had the speed. So that's, I mean, that's always great. And it was, um, you know, it was encouraging too to, to come through the pack like that. You know, it was a short main event. I think it was only like 10 laps. So essentially we did that in, uh, in a matter of a heat race time. So, that was that was good for my confidence. It was good for you know, it was good for Tom to to be able to see like certain changes we had made and and everything like that went in the right direction. And 
we had Dean Young from uh, SNS out there helping us, Indian Motorcycles, and and uh, we learned a lot of valuable knowledge uh, from him too. You know, um, there's going to be several kind of privateer Indian efforts this year, and you know, I think we might have a jump on all of them just because we've actually been in a race situation with our bike where some of the other guys haven't, uh, you know, haven't tested or you know for sure aren't going to be able to race before Daytona. So I think that's good for us. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that 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 Dean came down there to Savannah just basically to help you guys out. So uh, you know, every time I went by your pit area, I just tried to try to leave you guys alone. But you guys had the the motorcycle plugged into the computer and you were talking a lot. So uh, I think it definitely will be an advantage. Uh, you know, getting the 2018 season started by just that even one ride and and one you know one go with with Dean there helping you out. So I thought that was really really cool that they showed up. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, you know. We uh kind of in communication ever since uh you know Tom uh followed through with with purchasing one of the bikes and and uh you know, he's just been an asset all along is you know, is right from the the factory Indian team down to you know helping Johnny Lewis at um Texas, you know, he was I think he was probably in his pit just as much if not more than uh you know, than the factory guys. So he's just a great guy. And, um, obviously, you know, his, his, uh, number one interest is, is seeing the Indians perform, whether it's at the, uh, you know, the factory level or the, the privateer level. And as far as them selling bikes, I think it probably did more for them to see, you know, Johnny Lewis podium on at Texas because, you know, everybody kind of, figured oh you know the factory bikes are the factory bikes and you know this production bike isn't going to be the same and I think uh you know at the same time they have more data and more resources but I think uh I think Johnny Lewis kind of put that to rest as far as what the the production bike can do and and uh obviously everybody that has one now is pleasantly surprised and and uh now that I've been on one I can you know I can say firsthand that I guess, you know, the best bike I've ever been on. So it'll be fun. That's exciting stuff. Got a couple more questions for you before we let you go. Uh, what's your favorite track? I don't care if it's on the national circuit. I don't care if it's Lodi. I don't care if it's the one right down the street from you. But uh, what's your favorite racetrack to race on? Uh, probably, I, I really like, I, I mean, I love Lima. Lima, Oklahoma City, or Springfield TT. Um, those three are pretty fun. I mean, there's, right. there's actually some, I'm a big fan of the Canadian cushion tracks. I don't know if there's any better, just flat out funner tracks to race than, than some Canadian cushions. They, they're prepped really nice and it's just, man, I love going up there. That That's, I'd say probably some of the tracks in Canada too, along with like Springfield TT, if I had to pick just one. So so what's it about the Canadian tracks? You can just leave it wide open and just hang on and, you know, point the bike and shoot it? Or what? what is it about those racetracks? Yeah, you know, they're they're just really, they're fun, you know. It's, it's kind of what they would call a racer's track is, you know, just kind of get on the gas and, and not really worry about bike setup or traction. You know, you just grab a handful and point the bike in the direction you want it to go and go for it. Um, they're They're real deep and, a lot of those tracks are real nice and wide too, you know. They're they're real nice facilities up there. So, um, 
just the accumulation of, you know, the dirt and, uh, and kind of, I guess it suits my style a little bit better, which is kind of ironic because I grew up riding like Lodi, which is the complete opposite as like a cushion. But, um, yeah, I, I've, I've come to really like the cushion track. So I'm really hoping we get some more on the schedule. Um, I see that we added a couple horse tracks. I'm not sure if, you know, all the dirt's going to be on the track when we get there, but I'm kind of licking my chops if, uh, if it is. Sounds good. I like your thoughts. I like your attitude and I, I wish you the best in 2018. And I thank you so much for stopping by and talking to me on the, on this new project that I got going. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, obviously, uh, I'll be, I'll be seeing you soon. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you still got that, uh, bunk for me at your house and can, uh, you know, have some more fun in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Like I said, second home and stomping grounds with Scotty Dubler, so I'll be back. There you go. Food. There you go. You know where the key is. Thanks a lot, Chad, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sam.